So here we go. Uh, this is Growing Up With Aaron, and I am Aaron, and I'm here with my friend Lisa, and Hello. Michael's here too. <laughs> He's my friend Hello. as well. Also me. Hello. Yes. <laughs> we saved the best for last, Michael. Then that would be our guest. Well, yes. he will be our last yes. when we come in. <laughs> and our guest tonight that we have is Mr. Benedict Beaumont. And he is coming in to talk to us about uh, it's a breath work. And it, his particular is called, hang on, I had a website up here. There it is. Uh, breathing Space. Uh, so uh, we will be talking a little bit about that, but... First of all, Michael, Lisa, how are we doing? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Things are, it's a, a, a beautiful day here in sunny St. Paul, Minnesota. So despite the, the frigid air, it was still, uh, it's spring is, it's next to springing. Oh, yeah. Lisa, how are you? It was my first day wearing sandals outside today. It hit above 40 here in lovely Duluth. You got the four, snow yeah, is the snow is melting. The sun was out. Yes, we're almost out. All of, of my all of my first load is un, almost halfway oh, unpacked. Your laundry <laughs> is that what you're talking no, about? She, no, she's no, no, no. Really I moved really home. Oh, a cool. lot has happened this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Well. We will try to end this weekend we're with some fun here, but let's Positivity. go ahead. And, yeah, let's go ahead and bring on Bo or Benedict. Uh, Benedict, how are you tonight? Hi guys, nice to be here. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to come out and say it. Um, this is actually a very special evening for me. Um, it isn't my birthday, but I went out earlier to celebrate 50 years out on this planet. Literally got back about half an hour ago from a really nice meal that I shared with uh, my friends and family where I live. That's beautiful. That is awesome. Celebrating 50 years on the planet. I, I think I'll, I'll be doing that. Not soon. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would get here, to be honest. But, you know, here I am. And it's not as bad as everyone thinks. It's okay. Life gets better as, it, as you get older. You get happier. Great. That has been my experience for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. I know, yeah, uh, Lisa and I are, well, Lisa's already done it, but we're celebrating milestone birthdays as well this yes, year. I turned 40 this month and it's okay. I'm at the top of the hill. I'm not at the, I'm not over the hill. I'm at the top of it looking down to the next chapter of my life. It's good stuff. And I'm going to be joining her in that club in just a couple months. Ooh. Well, uh, your thought is is where it all happens. All the excitement happens, and the real, the real, the, the real magic of life, I think, starts to kick in in um, in that decade. Right? Yeah, at least I, it did for me. Yeah, you get that. That knowledge is just yes, and experience is just really setting in. Is how you feel. I bet mine is still is, absolutely. Is is everything leading up to that point? Um, kind of like laying the foundation for your 40s? That is a really good question. And, you know, at the time, at least for me, it didn't feel like that. I went from job to job to career to career. I lived in all sorts of places. I abandoned at least seven ridiculously well-paid jobs. And each time I had, like, friends and family saying, what are you doing? And there seemed to be no link between them all. But I promise you, when it all started to make sense, everything that I had done suddenly clicked into place and when i speak to other people actually the experience that they have may not have at the time made sense but it made them into the you know the person that they are now so i really see that i really see that not just for myself but for everyone that everything that we do is a foundation stone for the best that is yet to come that is awesome. I I know Lisa and I have been this past year or so doing many different types of therapy for our mental health, uh, recovery. Uh, and so that's kind of what we are, what the, my, me starting this podcast was really to share my growing up uh, in just general 
but also we get to have fun talking about what it was like to grow up in the 90s and such. So it's a nice little fun adventure that I've invited two of my good friends on. I am really excited about this, you know, is this mashup because I, and I just want to like say well done for being able to explore your journey so publicly and uh, making yourself really vulnerable. You know, that is something that most people find really hard to do. They put barriers up and armor around and they're scared to show what is really happening inside. But you know what? It's not being strong that attracts people. It's about being open and honest and sharing things that are really, you know, deep inside. So I got to like hats off to you for you know having the courage to do this, and I already I've already got such a big smile on my face to be here, and you know, well I'm 50 now, so I was a little bit older in the 90s, but I love the 90s. That was my decade. So as a mashup of the two, I am so genuinely, genuinely excited to be here and and grateful to be asked on. Oh, it's our pleasure. I'm so happy to have you here. We will move on to why you are here, Benedict. Uh, but I'll tell, I'll say a little bit more about the fact that you, your whole, everything you're about to talk about really intrigued me. Of course, I was like diving into a bunch of research, as you know. Um, and I found that I am about to really work with my therapist on some trauma therapy. And I am diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So I'm, you know, in so many different types of recovery programs uh, because I'm working on my trauma and trying to navigate through that to have a little bit more regulated emotions. And I have uh, some addictions, but not in any chemical dependency or alcohol. I am a binge eater. So of course I eat my feelings, um, if you will. Um, and... I also have a compulsive shopping addiction that I really have trouble managing money. So there's so much I'm working on. And one of the trauma therapies that has been suggested to me is EMDR. Um, and that one just sounds really aggressive and very like I, a, a lot of work into it that might more, is more clinical. In like, and my therapist has told me a little bit more about it. But so I've been interested in what other types of things can work out, what other kind of practices. And so when you and I started talking about breath work, I was so intrigued. And I know that I think I brought up conscious breath work, which I know is something you are very skilled at, very knowledgeable at. That is one of your focuses in your school. So. I researched a little bit about it and I was kind of curious on how is is there much of a difference between holotropic and conscious connected? Um I've got to I've got to say well done there and you've done your research and I know that you've got a you know personal passion in this because of what you're going through but just professionally as a podcaster I've never had anyone who's actually researched the subject not just me as much as you have so I'm I'm, I'm really impressed and, well, I, and, and I'll say I'll say again thank you for sharing your journey and where you are and being so open and honest and vulnerable and I know this journey is for you that you're exploring this but you know what you are modeling what it looks like to people because the first step to anything is being able to to find strength in your own vulnerability and to get rid of some of that, the masks that we pretend that everything's okay, that we're all feeling normal and we're all happy all the time. And by you showing and like bravely and with a lot of humor and grace and, you know, you know, and fun exploring this, it makes it so okay for other people to do this because, you know, you're not the only person who has got trauma that, that manifests in all sorts of different ways as so many people. I mean, let's be honest, everyone, Every, and I mean everyone has had their car punched in some way. Everyone carries the, the, you know, the energy of unresolved childhood pain and trauma. It happens as we grow up. It has to happen. But it can express itself in so many unhealthy ways for so many people. And yet we live in a culture where it is not open to, it's not okay to talk about it. We have to hide it. We have to, you know, put our mask on that everything's good and everything's okay and go out to work and, you know, provide for our families. But inside, inside it's not working. And I'm so impressed by someone who is so able to, so publicly and with such humor, kind of go on that journey. So thank you for that. And yes, 
all of those things I do. I'm a breathwork, you know, breathwork facilitator. I'm a breathwork teacher. I'm absolutely passionate about what breathwork can do for so many different reasons, for so many different people. And I know that because I've experienced it myself. You know, I stopped my story of my journey a little bit earlier when I had my second breakdown, when Buddhism stopped working for me and meditation stopped working for me. And my and my career as a teacher reached an end and I burnt out again. And, you know, one burnout, fair enough, but two burnouts, you know, really, when I felt I was doing everything that I could to be a good person. You know, I'd done everything right. I'd followed a discipline part. I'd led a very moral life. I'd spent hours um, meditating. Didn't really work for me. The same destructive patterns in a different format. Rather than the kind of rock and roll Benedict, I was sanctimonious, holier-than-thou Benedict, who was always calm and never really alive, who was always, you know peacefully meditating but inside was really boring and dull that wasn't me so before i answer your questions i at that moment i let everything go i stopped being a teacher i stopped being a buddhist i stopped my career i sold most of my possessions and i decided i wasn't going to settle down until i found out what i was supposed to do i was going to in some ways go back to that 20s benedict who was out to have fun and to kind of reconnect with that part with myself but i wanted to find what i was here supposed to do i thought i wanted to find my purpose and i said i'm not going to settle for second best because we only get one chance of this so i let everything go sold most of my possessions and i headed off into the world and for the next five six years i did some extraordinary things i flew to India and I bought a motorbike and got lost. I ran hotels and bed and breakfast in the French Alps. I wrote a book in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, in Thailand. I traveled all over the uh, North America in, in a car. I, I met my wife on climbing up Mount Everest to, to base camp. Um, I was fortunate to do some amazing things. I, we trained to be yoga teachers actually in, in, in Vancouver. But it was a chance meeting in Bali in 2014, almost 10 years ago, can you believe? And I, I met a guy just socially. I asked him what he did. He said, I'm a breathwork facilitator. And I thought, well, I know what that is. You know, I've done lots of meditation and breath awareness. Um, and when he said, come along to my workshop for free as a guest, you know, like every good drug pusher, the first hit is free and then you're hooked. Because when I got to that, session uh we did something called conscious breathwork which is what you're talking about now breathwork is a big area and there's all sorts of different types of breathwork that you can do you can do breathworks which most people are aware of to help calm the nervous system and i'm sure that there's some simple techniques you know from just the simple fact of pausing and taking a breath or, you know, some techniques like counting your inhales and exhales or techniques such as alternate nostril breathing, which you may have come across, you know, sort of in through one nostril, out through the other. Hillary Clinton actually swore by that one. You know, as a, when I, I practiced yoga for a long time, actually throughout my 30s as well, and there's all sorts of pranayama techniques that you can do to, you know, help calm your nervous system down, for instance. But breath work can go deeper than that breath work can work at a lot of really deep and fundamental layers more of the sympathetic nervous system which is your fight and your flight your freeze and your fawn kind of reflex because that's where trauma is stored in our body not just in that kind of calm relaxed state but in that when something deep and traumatic happens to us there's no amount of you know nostril breathing is going to access it so conscious breathing which is holotropic breathwork is a, is a, a form of conscious breathing. Um, conscious breathwork, there's different variations, different flavors of it. Really, every facilitator who holds it will do it in a different way. Conscious breathwork has the potential to change everything inside of you within a few breaths. And I know that because it happened to me. That breathwork session that I went to, when I thought I knew everything about everything, I was on my path to enlightenment. I sat down in a room. I was taught to this particular breathwork technique. The facilitator put some music on. We all lay down and we all breathed. 
and then everything changed. It was exactly what I've been looking for my whole life. It's like a light bulb went on in my head within five breaths. And it was easy. It was free. I mean, breathing is free. It was accessible. I didn't have to go on a special diet or learn a special language. Or I didn't have to go to like spend thousands of dollars on therapy. I didn't have to, you know, it was, it was easy. And this is something that we had access to all the time. And in this room that I was in, with this kind of you know heavy music playing, the person on the left of me was screaming like they were being stabbed. The person on the other side of me was having a full body orgasm. The person on the other side of the room was, was laughing like their sides were about to slit, split, like they'd been told the biggest joke in the world, like they'd been watching some episodes of Mr. Bean probably. But this room of crazy energy was happening around me. And like within five breaths, I was like, what is happening? And then, you know, a few breaths later, I need to do this because, you know, my own personal experience then was life changing. After a breath, we always have a chance to share and everyone shared their own experience. And, you know, some of them were, were brutal. Some of them were really uncomfortable for them. However, every single person found something magical in that experience. Like we live in a society that is are very averse to feeling discomfort or pain but in the right way it can be a, a real gift to safely experience difficult events in our lives or connect with energies that you know may on the surface be unpleasant but if we can connect to them in safety and give a chance for our bodies to process them well all of that stuck energy in our body or that locked up emotion that we try and hide away and suppress can come out in a safe way so I knew at that point when I discovered that, it was like, okay, now I find my purpose. And breathwork, and Michael, this will answer your question as well. When I trained to be a breathwork facilitator, I realized breathwork didn't replace anything that I've done. It wasn't better than meditation. It didn't, um, you know, it wasn't stopping me being a teacher, but it integrated everything that I had learned so far. You know, running hotels, for instance, that enabled me to kind of properly run retreats, for instance. You know, being in a classroom is the best experience you can to hold space with and for people. And so it was really easy for me to transition from that space of not really having a purpose to using all of the skills that I'd learned to distill into what I knew would be my life's purpose. And that is the relationship with a, with a breath. This, if it's okay, I've just talked you know, at you for a few minutes. Can we just like really just stop? Just take a few breaths right now. I need to do that. Thank you. Um, I would like to talk about something now, if that's all right. And you mentioned about conscious breath work. Mm -hmm. And what I'm feeling called to do is to explain why conscious breath work in particular, which is that's the big daddy of breath work, all right? That's your, your nuclear arsenal of breath work. I'll explain why that is so powerful, if that would be useful for you and, you know, the people who are listening. Would that work? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, I'm very excited to hear uh, more about this. Okay, so it is my absolute fundamental belief that our bodies, at their very core, are extremely wise. They know, our bodies just instinctively know what they need to do to kind of be their best selves, to, 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 to be in their best way. And you see that with animals. You know, animals don't get stuck in trauma responses, for instance. They don't really overeat. They don't, um, you know, get themselves worked up about what they're going to be doing tomorrow. They just, you know, our bodies are this amazing piece of engineering that are always kind of finding balance. But the problem is that we don't really live in our bodies, you know, in our current society. We live up, up in our head. We kind of do not what we feel we should be doing, but what we think we should be doing, which is we need to go out and earn money or I must go and do this or I'm going to die if I don't watch the latest Game of Thrones on Netflix. We get stressed and we get emotional. We, we get locked up here. And instead of listening to our bodies really deeply, listening to what our bodies need, rest, for instance. I mean, how many people do you know who actually get enough sleep or restful sleep? You know, 
and I'm including myself, not a lot of people. And so we've lost this kind of skill to, to listen to our bodies, but really our bodies know what they need. Now, when we do conscious breath work, which I'm going to, if this is all right with the, the three of you, we'll do a short demonstration of it. And in just a few short minutes, you'll get to experience just a taste of how powerful it can be. When we do conscious breath work, it's like, well, first of all, we're giving ourselves a little bit of space and time, you know, which we don't often do. We don't stop our heads thinking very often. We're always thinking of the next thing or what's gone on. When we're doing a breath work, first of all, we're giving ourselves a little space and a little time just to really drop into our body. But with this breath work technique, it's like giving our body rocket fuel. You'll experience in a second the prana, the energy, the air that we take in is like fuel. And our bodies do something with that each time. Now, it's different every time for every single person, because at every point in someone's lives, people will need something different. You may be you may not be ready for that kind of gr great traumatic release that is going to sort out your life. But there may be something that you can let go of, uh, you know, a small energy blockage. It might be some you know, physical healing. It might be you need some inspiration right now, perhaps. It is your moment for some spiritual connection, you know, for that for that kind of feeling of connection to the whole world and to universe. It could be your time to experience that. And that's why as a breathwork facilitator, it's really empowering because it's not up for me to tell you what your experience is going to be when we do this. This is for you. And always as a facilitator, it is you in the driving seat. This is your journey. This is your breath. What is right for you right now? is not for me to tell you. Does that give a little bit of a background behind the theory of conscious breath work? Does it make sense? It, it does very much. Michael? I still feel confused. Uh, I don't mean to be the idiot of the bunch, but I am. So I'm going to just play that role for a moment. Um, is, this, is this just mindful breathing? No. It's not mindful breathing. You know, it's very different. So mindful breathing would be something that I'd associate with breath awareness, you know, where you're just concentrating on your breath, kind of help reach a meditative state, uh, you know, which you'll find in many, many traditions. So just being really aware of how you're breathing. And it's really beneficial. Don't get me wrong. That kind of breath awareness is really powerful. And it's so good if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. Conscious breath work, if I was to... User, I'd say it's mindless breathing because we're not using our mind here. We're using the wisdom in our bodies. Our minds just get in the way. So when we do the conscious breathing, and you'll be very aware of how it feels different, your mind will disconnect in some way. Does that make a little bit more sense? I think if uh, we can, can try it, maybe maybe I would feel something different. Sure. Right. Almost like I planted you there with that question. Uh, yes, uh, we're all here learning uh, about breath work. I don't know and, anything. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think See? Michael dived into a. He doesn't. He knows plenty. I don't even can barely read. <laughs> <laughs> and but he writes very beautifully stop <laughs> we don't accept self-deprecation oh well even if you don't accept it it's still a thing <laughs> apparently he gives it for free <laughs> uh, but i thank you that was a great question though uh because i know that uh, the reason i was excited to talk about this is because i am in a program called dbt uh, dialectical behavioral therapy i'm sure you're familiar with and there's a lot of like mindful breathing that we talk about and so this absolutely did sound different uh then but so like michael said i think it'll really help when we try it to really understand how uh, and what you're uh, explaining. Oh, okay. Lisa, do you have any questions? No, I'm honestly, I'm just really enjoying listening. And she knew learning. all this already. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I don't really have any questions so much as I'm just really interested in learning. Michael, stop making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I have had some very significant changes in the last week and a half in my life. So I feel like this came at the perfect time for me. Um, new career, ended relationship. So um, this is all very, very fitting for my situation. I'm very, very interested. So yeah, I'm just very, very happy to be part of this tonight. Hi, everybody. I'm just chiming in for a quick intermission. Just want to let you know that at this point in the recording, Benedict did guide us through the demo of uh, Breathwork, and it will be included in the series here, just not this particular episode. Uh, once you're done listening to this episode, you can go and find the episode that is labeled as the demo, and it will include the whole demo so that you can partake as well. The reason I didn't put it in here is because it is very clear, Benedict makes it clear, that you shouldn't drive, be driving while doing it, and probably shouldn't drive afterwards. Uh, it's a very um, exciting and new experience, uh, and you really do get to have, it does affect your body and mind in really good ways, but you will want to stay relaxed. So definitely, definitely check it out, but it for now, we're going to get back to the episode and you're going to hear our reflection. Uh, and just a reminder, thank you for listening to this. And thank you, Benedict, for being a part of this episode and sharing with us. And back to the show. Thank you for breathing. Thank you for feeling. We always, when we run a breath work, no matter what length, we have an opportunity to, to share after. And of course, what you share and how you share is up to you. It may be a description of the, the physical experience of conscious breath work. But if there is something deeper that came up for you, please share that too. I will say that um, it was very much one, just by starting the meditative breathing at first, it was like I was already starting to feel, uh, you know, really kind of the like when you said you know feel your fingers like all this stuff feel it on your feet i literally like could all, it's like it opened up and i could feel that and then while we were doing the breath work i you know a lot of my issues that i work on that i'm working on is like letting go of anger and resentment and uh you know lots of past traumas that i'm working through but and so it was very like nice with this overthinking brain to just focus on my breathing, focus on what's going on in my body and not just my head. So mm -hmm. very, very much I felt that. Erin, thank you for just sharing anger and resentment. How often do we allow ourselves to truly feel those emotions? You know, we're told we're not allowed to get angry and, you know, that's a bad emotion to have, to resentment, to, to pull ourselves together and to move on. But, you know, we can never really truly do that to process those things unless we allow ourselves to feel them. So thank you for sharing. That's what came up for you. Let's just take a breath and feel that. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, is there something that uh, came up for you? Uh, uh, where do I start? Um, there's, and it, it feels like my, for myself that it's impossible for, for me to, to stop my mind from, from wandering, uh, and and to be still um so i i feel just very um very uh, very much like i've been um out 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 for a stroll out for a stroll with my thoughts kind of a thing does that make sense oh it sounds beautiful actually michael i've been for a stroll with my thoughts and how often do we allow ourselves to just have that gentle relationship with some of the the thoughts that come up with us so how often do we give you know ourselves the time to just go on a gentle journey together i think that you described that really beautiful and that's 
there's no one there's no wrong way to do this there's no one right experience that you have to have whatever happens is what is meant to happen for you at this moment you cannot do it wrong i see the difference though between being conscious of your breath and and what we just did so it was helpful to do that Well, we only also had a very, very short taste of what this can be like. This is just a opening of the doorway and an invitation to just see where it might lead. It's easy to see, uh, now that we've done that, just a little glimpse, uh, it's easy to see how, how one could have a full-body orgasm. <laughs> I regret that I didn't get there just now, but I'm thankful I didn't have to do that in front of you. So, blessing in... Disguise, I guess. Oh dear. You know, an orgasm is like a fine wine. It's not to be enjoyed in three minutes. That's something you want to take the full, you know, 30, 60 minutes, three hours doing. So I'm glad you didn't in this situation. When you do, I want you to have it for hours, Michael. <laughs> we wish that for me too. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of you on on this your your special day. Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, Lisa, what about you? What were you doing about, on the bed? Uh, yeah, you enjoying. I I had. I think that you both. <laughs> gonna go back on mute. Don't even go. Don't even go there, Michael. Um. These he's, two. He's also the class clown, but I. All of the tension left my body. Like, where did I was, it go and what did you do with it? <laughs> I don't know where. It just went. Like, I walk around like this. It's like I have no neck, especially in the last, you know, four or five days. And just laying there and listening to the meditation. I like to do guided meditations. So, this was that was really an awesome way to start. Um, I felt a little silly breathing with my mouth wide open. Um, but then I just, like, the things that came up for me were, like, you don't, you know, don't hate yourself. This is happening for a reason. And the more I breathed and, like, my, my hands got all tingly and itchy, which I'm sure is just the oxygen part of it you know and like my whole body felt like it was vibrating and just kept remind you know it kept coming up like it's okay it's gonna be okay you're going to be okay and so it was actually quite an eye-opening experience it was kind of incredible to be honest <laughs> mm. that's just like you ended by saying something really simple but really profound really profound it's going to be okay i'm going to be okay just feel that it's going to be okay i'm going to be okay mm -hmm. let's just all feel that it's going to be okay i'm going to be okay and i'm going to invite if you're listening, just maybe place a hand on your heart. Take a breath and feel that. It's going to be okay. You're all going to be okay. Thank you, Lisa. That is a really powerful message that everyone, everyone needs to hear. That was very, very, uh, I believe the best word to use that is in the description of many things that I've said is transformational is, and like you said, I'm sure a longer um, experience in that, but then just the few minutes we did would probably be even uh, more transformational, I would believe. It's maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'll just have half an hour just taking some deep breaths to some lovely, lovely music. But how often do we allow ourselves to do that? You know, especially as, you know, 40, 50 year olds, um, you know, there's always something on our plate that needs to be done. Always tasks that need to be made, you know, even if it's just worrying 
about something else. Just being, giving ourselves the time and space to do that is really valuable. My experience is though, that virtually never happens. In the thousands of people that I've breathed, I think three people have reported nothing happened and I think they were lying. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. You are blessed then to have only met three liars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, you got, you, you found the right people then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have so few. Okay. Good <laughs> uh, thing, Lisa, did you have any questions? She's she's mute in <laughs> time. Get yourself together. I'm no, no. I am apart for a while. I told you there's something wrong with my thing. My yeah, but what, a, but what about your microphone? Yeah, it's fine now. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. As long as you can hear me now. Um, sorry, I get distracted when Michael is just openly laughing at me. <laughs> these are these are my people these are my people um i am just curious as i suppose um do you have any resources like aaron did you say you're in canada mm -hmm. i'm okay. in alberta okay i mean i could probably google it but do you know of any resources specifically down here <laughs> oh my goodness well um, you know, luckily, Erin has already mentioned my website, um, mm -hmm. yeah. which has got a yep. whole suite of resources. So there's like a free course that you can do. I run five free yeah. workshops every single week, five oh, free okay. workshops in all sorts of different time zones. I've got a membership site. By the way, I'm going to give all your listeners a little code so they get a month's tryout for it for free, which has got hundreds of recordings, hundreds, and it's got deeper courses that you can go on. Um, and then... You know, if you really want to get into breathwork, if you want to do what I do and hold people in that moment of transformation, you can train to be a facilitator with me. However, you know, I'm just one person in one school. If you Google breathwork, there is an internet full of resources, mostly free. There's all sorts of YouTube channels. There's apps you can download. You may have heard some of the famous ones like Wim Hof. He's like a huge breathwork superstar. He combines breathwork with cold exposure. Um, and, you know, he marches people, not just himself, but he marches people up to the top of Kilimanjaro in their underpants. He, you know, does ice baths, you know, for, for hours at a time. So he's a huge, you know, a huge star in the breathwork world. So he'll come up for sure. But there's all sorts of different breathwork, tech, um, you know, resources that you can just find wherever you are. Um, there's mm -hmm. probably going to be a breathwork facilitator lurking around. If you want to do something in person, there's going to be someone that does it somewhere near you, for sure. Breathwork is a really big, you know, topic. It's a big area. Um, you know, we touched on conscious breathwork, which is the really powerful breathwork. But breathwork operates at all sorts of levels. So I mentioned earlier some of the techniques that you can do for simple emotional stability, like coherence breathing which is where you count your inhale and you match it to the length of your exhale simple techniques like that so to a count of four inhale two three four exhale two three four and it's a really powerful technique for, for being calm there's breath works that you can do to bring energy into your body if you're feeling a bit sluggish if you're feeling a bit slow there's breath work most people think of breath work as a therapy if there's something wrong with you or you need to improve it. But actually, breathwork can help us reach our physical potential. Here's a little life hack for you. Our mouth is designed for eating and speaking. The nose is designed for breathing. Most people habitually breathe through their mouth. Really inefficient way to do. If you know, if you know anything about biochemistry, it's possible you've come across the Bohr effect, B-O-H-R, which is a very long, complicated chemical elemental equation about roughly saying, don't breathe through your mouth because the carbon dioxide that you exhale is really inefficient way to respire. Your nose has got so much equipment in it to help you breathe better. It's got nose hairs that filter out things. It's got uh, your sinuses moisten and warm the air. It's got nitric oxide that sterilizes the air and prepares the air to get into your lungs where it can efficiently exchange carbon dioxide and oxygen. 
Now, so that's the, that's the life hack. Breathe through your nose. Easy to say and easy to do most of the time when you think about it. However, what happens when you go to sleep? Most people will breathe through their mouth. Now, something that I'm going to hold up now and show everyone, something called mouth strips. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. You tape these over your mouth at night. If you suffer from any kind of sleep disorder, such as sleep apnea, where you kind of keep waking up or snoring, these things are really good. It's not guaranteed cure. I'm not saying that, but it is really beneficial for training your body to just breathe through your nose at night. Really powerful. That's, that sounds very stressful to tape your mouth shut. Now, Benedict, night. you'd recommend consulting the person whose mouth that you're going to tape up uh, before <laughs> you do it, right? Maybe if you, if, if you want them to process a little bit more trauma later on. <laughs> it does feel like a discomfort, you know, first time you do it. And for some people, it can trigger kind of really stressful, you know, anxious reactions. Mm -hmm. So you have to go gently at your own pace. But not just sleep, all right? If you want a really powerful life hack. Most people, when they exercise, you know what happens when you start running? <sighs> you start panting. You mm -hmm. open your mouth and you breathe through it. It is a really inefficient way to, to, to respire. What actually happens is you're blowing off carbon dioxide, which most people think is a, you know, a waste gas. Actually, carbon dioxide is vital to our respiration. Close your mouth when you go jogging. All right. Only breathe through your nose. It's excruciating at first. It's really difficult. And you'll be able to do maybe a tenth of what you normally do. However, what will happen is you'll train your body to respire with more carbon dioxide in your blood, which will mean you will respire more efficiently. And then suddenly, after about four weeks, your resilience goes through the roof. It's the same thing as altitude training. You know, I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard about the benefits of training at altitude where there's less oxygen in the air and your body gets used to kind of processing and respiring more efficiently. Taping your mouth shut and doing exercise does the same thing. So there's breath work to improve your physical performance, whatever level of fitness you are, whether you're an elite athlete or you've never done any exercise. If you start to nose breathe rather than mouth breathe, it changes everything physically about you. There's breathworks that you can do to, you know, inspire creativity. There's breathworks for emotional connection, you know, with your partner, for instance, or with friends. There's some simple and some complicated techniques that will pretty much get rid of all the bullshit. You know, that you will, when you do some breathworks with people, will mean that you cannot really show up with that facade and that mask on. You will automatically have to bear your soul. So, Breathwork is a big subject. There is so much out there. It's a well-studied area. I mean, we've been breathing for the whole of our own lives, and humanity has been using its breath many times consciously, like in the wisdom traditions, like you know, yoga or traditional Chinese medicine. You know, the breath is in the earliest texts that you will find. But even if you look at the the, the great religions of the world, not just at a you know at the kind of the religious structure, but the the the, the the act of prayer is really a type of breath work in some respects. So in every religious book, breath is really there. You know, it's the start of Genesis, really. When you look at the, the original translations, it is about the breath of God. So, but, uh, and you just have to look at some of the, you know, more traditional societies. Some of the shamanic societies have used their breath as a tool for, well, since they came into existence so breath is not a new science it's been around a long time but we are only kind of just rediscovering it one of my favorite authors about breath is a guy called james nestor who is a um new york times best-selling um author investigative journalist he wrote a book called um breath the new science of a lost art um and it's a really really powerful introduction to breath work he actually does this experiment where he puts wax up his nose for about three or four weeks to chart the effects on his body and what happens when he just mouth breathes for an extended period of time and his his body really goes off the rails during that period it's it was quite extraordinary what happened to him anyway so that was just to, to give you an example of some of the resources that are out there or some of the ways that breathwork can impact your life thank you yeah very much 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, I definitely want to thank you for joining us for uh, this very exciting and informative conversation. Uh, but I wanted to give you a chance to tell our listeners a little bit more, like how to find your what more about you, um, like your website and social media, anything that they can try and connect with you. Oh, bless you, Aaron. Thank you for that opportunity. I come on on the on shows because I'm really passionate about the breath. You know, when I said I discovered my purpose in life, I really meant that. You know, I am here to just spark up and maybe, you know, open that door to the possibilities of breathwork. And it may be that you want to study, with, you want to go a little bit deeper with me, but please just Google breathwork. Go and do it because it can make the difference for your life. If you like me and you like how I present and tell terrible jokes, my website is makesomebreathingspace.com. Um, and on it, you will find all sorts from, you know, a free breathwork course to an introduction to some of the, my favorite techniques to free live workshops we run every week. But Breathing Space is a school as well. So it's not just me as a facilitator. I've got a lot, you know, we've got lots of teachers and lots of students. So we run, you know, our live breathworks. I've got a club. Normally it's $10 a month, but I'm going to give all of your listeners a code so they can have a month's free tryout on that, which has got hundreds of recordings. But, you know, the, the deepest journey that you can go on, the most powerful and the profound, which changed my life, which took me from an out-of-work, burnt-out high school teacher on the south coast of England sort of five, six years ago to suddenly where I am now with an international breathwork school with students everywhere from mainland China to, you know, Peru to, to South Africa to obviously Canada and UK and Europe, I've got, I don't know how that, I've run retreats in the most stunning places in the world. Um, and generally I work three days a week. And generally this has been a really fun, it's much less stressful, much more enjoyable than any job that I've ever done before because I'm working with my true purpose. And that happened for me when I discovered breathwork and I knew there was a switch that went off and said, this is what you're supposed to do with your life and for most of the students that come and train with me the same thing happens they've just had this astonishing experience not all of them turn out to like open up schools many of them will just use breathwork personally or have one-on-one -on -one clients but it changes everyone who everyone who goes on that journey turns into a, a better version of themselves i think i don't think it's possible to go on a deep most intimate journey with your breath and not show up in your life better so there's a, a little few ways to connect me deeper. Make some breathing space is all my social handles. You'll find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, as well. Or you just Google my name. I'm on Insight Timer. I'm, you know, I show up in a lot of places, really. All right. I will also share those links uh, in the description of the episode as well. Um, and it sounded like you wanted to give our listeners a code for a month free trial. Sure. So we have the Breathing Space Explorers Club, which is a kind of, it's got nice Indiana Jones type of maps and compasses kind of uh, graphics for those people who want to kind of explore. He was my, I was such a massive uh, indie fan. But anyway, um, one month free is the code that will get you a free month trial of the Explorers. After that, it's $10, $10 a month. Um, of course, you can cancel it anytime. You don't have to do the full trial period if you want. I run an exclusive club, um, exclusive class for the Explorers Club every week on Tuesdays. Um, but there's you know, hundreds of breathworks. There's it from simple techniques um, like coherence breathing, you know, like box breathing or alternate nostril breathing to full sort of hour long workshops of conscious breathwork. You get the chance to explore the whole world of breathwork in the explorers club excellent all right michael lisa anything more that you want to ask before we say goodbye i just appreciate you answering all of our questions and walking us through things this is very interesting and you uh, i appreciate you sharing your passion with us tonight thank you michael and i really appreciate your questions actually and you know how you've asked them they're really good questions and i and I love it when, you know, I get asked questions that I that I don't always get asked. And I thank you very much. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for the experience and thank you for, you know, having us dip our toe into the the practice of breathwork. And 
It's been great to, to meet you. Thank you. Yes. May I suggest something? Yes. Perhaps we could do a breath work to finish. Oh, um, absolutely. Definitely. So this is a breath work of connection. And everyone understands the power of just pausing and taking a breath. So before I have any seminar or any workshop that I lead, before I do any interviews, even before I go and meet my accountants, I will almost start every interaction I have by saying, is that okay if we just stop and take a breath together? Because when you do that, you're just acknowledging uh, the connection between you. We all breathe the same air. And when we pause, we allow ourselves to settle, but we also allow to connect to people as well. So I'm going to just lead a very, very short breath work. And if you're listening, please join in as well. Close your eyes. Just take a few breaths in through your nose. And just connect to that deep, still part of yourself again. Maybe placing a hand on where you feel that in your body. It could be your chest, your heart, or your stomach, or your arms, or your legs. Just Feel where you feel strong and centered. Take a breath with yourself. Then I'm going to invite you to open your eyes. And for us, it's easy. We're going to take a breath with each person that we're looking at. Really connect with them with your breath. If you're doing this at home, just connect to our voices. Look at each person in turn. Breathe with them. And then let the four of us here just take a breath with everyone who's going to be listening to this recording. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Erin, for inviting me on this evening. I've really, this has been one of my favorite podcasts that I have been. Thank oh, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot, very much. Uh, and we absolutely, as we've said, uh, we really appreciated you coming on and sharing. Um, yeah. So thank you again. And goodbye to our listeners. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>